millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Do you hear that, Katie? <laughs> Can you hear it? the sound of knowledge being shared this has been more clever if you enjoy this podcast then you should find more things that we do at be more clever on twitter and instagram and you should probably rate us and review us on your generic podcast app which is absolutely most definitely is it itunes anymore i don't know Why, hello, Katie. Hello, Jackson. Well, this is all right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, hello. It's Be More Cleverer. Um, normally, we record from our uh, from our favourite pub, the Queen Adelaide, in Bethnal Green, in the heart of East London. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> he loves it when I say that. Um, but it's really sunny, so we decided to cheat on Queen Adelaide for the canal. We're, We're at the canal. canal. So, London's ring of canals. Surrounded by wildlife. You can hear them plucking away. It really is a hive of activity here, yeah. isn't it? They're very loud. They're like the little birds around us and the chicks in the in the canal are really trying to get some air time. Oh, I think that's a moorhen. All right, get over yourself. Uh, so it's your turn to teach me today, right? Yeah. Um, so I thought it was weird that we've never done this before. Mm-hmm. And I managed to watch this a program on this topic right. not too long ago, and I was obsessed with it. Okay. So I thought, yeah, it is absolutely time to pop a bottle. Stop it. We're about to learn about champagne. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh, you've actually got a bottle. It's a miracle that it's not Lambrini. <laughs> I, know you. I know what you drink. Anyway, yeah, I thought we'd, we'd learn all about the history of champagne. It's very us. I mean, it's 9am, but sure. <laughs> it really is. Is it recording this in the morning? But crack on. Also, you've bought about eight cups. Who's joining us? Is this for the for the ducklings? The ducks knew. <laughs> That's why I brought you here. Do you want me to... Shall I do the honours? Shall I pop? Or do you... No, you do it. Go on. Hang on, actually. So you're about to pop this. This is a screw top. <laughs> Don't... I know what you're about to do. You were going to try and edit a pop sound. And you were going to try and fool the listeners. Sorry, I can't do that. I can't do that to... <laughs> It is a screw top because it's a small bottle because it's 9am and I felt um, <laughs> I felt embarrassed going in and buying a full bottle that... Um, ooh, listen to that fizz. Don't, stop trying to get sounds out of it. You can hear the screw. You fraud. <laughs> right, go on, pour me up. I don't think this is the first time that we've poured alcohol on this podcast, from I what I remember. Pretty sure the Hogmanay episode. Yes. We were on the whiskey, weren't we? Any excuse. Anyway... 
Champagne, but we're drinking Prosecco. Cool. But I'm teaching you all about history of champagne, my darling. Amazing. This is important. My nana will love this. This might be finally what gets my nana to listen to the podcast. She yes. loves champagne. Um, so you're going to try and pretend this is a clink? Clink. These are plastic cups. Plastic cool. cups. Right. Go on, then. <laughs> so, champagne, hey. I'll take a quick sip. <laughs> oh, it is refreshing champagne. Mm. Oh, sweet nectar. So, Casey, I just want to let you know that champagne is actually a region first before it's a drink. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's somewhere in France, right? It is. Yeah, it's it's north of Paris. Okay. That's well north, then. Yeah. Jogged me. <laughs> it's well north. Because <laughs> Paris is quite north, right? And the region of champagne has been the setting of many dramatic events in French Really? Well, history. people getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> on the lash probably my nana that's how all of these <laughs> dramatic events have started yeah um it was the region of champagne was the chosen path of mm-hmm. many invaders right coming through western europe right so um you might have heard of an invader called attila the hun yes don't know much about attila the hun apart from the name important mm-hmm. uh the hundred years war and the 30 years war also brought destruction to the region because everyone would like bloody ram through it Mm -hmm. and that bloody champagne those grapes were well and truly stamped on and destroyed Um, and by the 17th century the city of Chim what? Chim how do you spell that? R-E-I-M R-E-I-M okay Uh, had seen destruction seven times and Epernay Uh no less than 25 times in the region of Champagne (laughs) please say it Champagne. Champagne. So, Katie, the last place I think you'd expect our bubbly friends to have come from are the monasteries and the monks. The monks? The monks. They weren't on the lash, were they? Well, not in the way that we get like a Cab Sav or a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> okay. But uh, they made money by producing wine. Right. But didn't think of it as like a serious money-making scheme. They did it in a kind of religious sense and it was like okay. holy wine, etc. But until the French Revolution in 1789, right. before the mid-1600s, uh-huh. there was no champagne as we think of it now. Imagine. So, we owe a lot to this man as the inventor of champagne. Do you know okay. who I'm going to say? No. I think you might have heard of this name. Uh-huh. Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon! Yes. Yes. So he not was... La- not Mr. Lambrini. <laughs> not Mr. WKD. Patricia Lambrini. <laughs> no. Hello, Patricia Lambrini. Hello, I'm Patricia Lambrini. Patricia Lambrini. I'm a Cherry Lambrini. <laughs> okay. So Don Bonion was a monk and he had duties... Oh, my ...including gosh. the management of the wine cellars. What a great bit of knowledge. Loving this. Cool, right? The bubbles in the wine, I just want to let you know this, uh-huh. is a natural process of fermentation. Okay. And Champagne's cold climate and short growing season of um, grapes. Mm-hmm. So all those things combined, when that's bottled up, creates fermentation and the fizz that we get. Oh, so they don't chuck carbon in? They don't carbonate it? No. Okay. I used to work with Coca-Cola, guys. Just a little we bit of get it. Knowledge. When are we going to get a Coke episode? <laughs> Sounds a bit dodge. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so anyway, just out, so you know, kids. out of necessity, the grapes were picked late in the year and obviously still are because champagne is still made in mm-hmm. the region of Champagne. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't leave enough time for the yeasts in the grape skins to convert into sugar and juice 
So this is, you know, very technical. We just want to drink it. But it's a short growing season. Grapes can't ripen quickly enough, which means that they ferment when bottled. Okay? Do you know, when we started this podcast, I didn't anticipate that we'd get so broad with the knowledge that we reached that we'd be chatting about grape skins. <laughs> and yet here we are, here sat we on are. a canal, surrounded by ducklings, chicks, talking about grape skins. Carry uh, on. And, yeah, the number of times we've kind of drunk wine as well and just not thought about it. <laughs> you just can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I just want to let you know that that... that Fermentation process creates carbon dioxide, which now becomes trapped in a bottle, uh-huh. creating the sparkle. I see. Dom Perignon died in 1715, but he laid down the basic principles still used in champagne making today. What a G. What an absolute fizzmeister. <laughs> fizzmeister general. Champagne as, a, as an industry, as a brand, uh-huh. very much changed um, thanks to Louis the Fifteenth. What did he do? He allowed the transportation of wine in bottles in 1728. So I don't know why okay, that so wasn't Okay, so you could um, you could export it. You could export okay. it. Okay. Thank you, Louis. Louis the 15th. Louis the 15th. Thanks, Louis. A year later, Runa, Runa, I would say. Runa. Runa became the first recorded champagne house. Okay. The first ever recorded. What does that mean? Like a brand. So, yeah, if we think we're going to get to some of our favorites very soon, but I think in terms of making it for the sole purpose of selling champagne Mm -hmm. as a product. By 1735, there was a royal court order to dictate the size, shape, and weight of champagne bottles. So that's why they are in the bottle shape that they are. Mm -hmm. And the size of the cork they could use and what could, how they were wrapped in the foil on the Uh top. So that's all... I find it interesting where all that stuff kind of comes from. Uh That was all dictated by a royal court order in France. Oh. Weird, right? Yeah, that's kind of mad. So the reason they look... That's like the most important... That's what they had... Not much else going on, so out of the champagne. Cool. Appreciate it. So, another one of your favourites, my darling. Yeah. In 1743, we meet Claude Moet. <gasps> right. Okay. I know something about this, but carry on. Ooh, interesting. So, in 1743, he established what is now the largest champagne house, what the House of Moet. House of Moet. Enter House of Moet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a little process called degorgement was first practiced in 1813. That sounds horrible. That sounds like torture. What is it? It was perfected in 1818 by another one of our friends, Widow Clique. Clique. <laughs> Off of Vove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clique was a cellar master. Uh huh. He developed the process of riddling the wine in order to get the sediment of dead yeast cells mm-hmm. out mm. of the neck so it could be removed without yeah. affecting the lovely, the lovely fizz. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, so we're by the waves. Oh. What a gush. <laughs> oh my God. We're drowning, Katie. <laughs> it's all the champagne flowing. <laughs> it's like, like mad to the canal. We might not make it, guys. Yeah, is that a condom? And a Capri Sun. A c- you think that's a condom? <laughs> Look at the size of it. It's one of mine. Uh-huh. So the process of degorgement meant that um, a lot of the gas that was lost was saved. So that pop really, really... Can't stop. Couldn't stop. Okay. Uh, who do you think said this, Katie? Mm-hmm. Remember, gentlemen, it's not just France we are fighting for. It's champagne. Um, One of our friends of the podcast. Winston Churchill. Yes! Right? Yeah. I, yeah, classic Churchy. World War One again brought devastation to the region. Mm-hmm. As did World War Two, of course. 
The early months of the war saw a rapid German advance into northern France and, uh-huh. of course, thus into the region of Champagne. Okay. By 1915, they were driven back north to the city of Chem. 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 The enormous caves beneath Chem that were used for the storage of champagne became shelters for people to hide. Right. But where are they keeping the champagne? Exactly. So it saw a, a steep, steep decline. Mm-hmm. For years after the Great War, mm-hmm. as, you know, as friends know it, <laughs> were very difficult. Prohibition in the US, the revolution in Russia and the Great Depression all meant that champagne suffered tremendously. Okay. It also meant that it was no longer considered a luxury product, as, as traditionally it's seen oh. as very glamorous, isn't it? And for the rich like you. Glamazon over it. Uh, yeah, champagne houses stopped buying grapes and everything kind of went. The champagne market crumbled. Oh, man. But the ending of Prohibition in 1934 and the end of the war saw the industry turn around and post-war was the highest sales of champagne ever. Celebrating. So that's when it, is that, is that when it became like a celebratory thing, do you yep. think? absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, that's quite... <laughs> Cheers. People... people Cheered that um, <laughs> the region was safe and oh. rebuilt and <coughs> prosperity lived on. That's, in, that's good knowledge. So it wasn't really a celebratory thing before the war? No. I see. Okay. There you go. That's champagne. Amazing. It's nice to know about this thing that I... I'd love to say this thing that I drink so much, but I really don't. Which <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. drink Prosecco or Carver, depending on what's on offer. I brought my boyfriend's family some champagne after he graduated. Uh-huh. And How champagne d- isn't like the same what I've noticed it isn't the same in America so yeah your boyfriend's in America right so he's an American and I don't think it's like a hugely drunk thing oh because I I I bought it because I thought uh, maybe it's like a nice thing to do yeah it's it's like it's a nice gesture typically I don't I don't think it because also it it wasn't the greatest tasting one because I think when you (laughs) get champagne there's an assumption that it's going to be lush lush do you know what now that you say it, my, my reference point, whenever I think, do they do that in America? I think, have I seen it happen in Friends? And now I'm like, I can't imagine, I can't picture them popping champagne in Friends. I think, I think there's only one time they pop champagne, and I think that's Mo- Monica and Chandler's engagement. Okay. They want a toast at, at a posh restaurant. They never actually get there, obviously, because the sitcom ensues. But, yeah. <laughs> it ensues. I feel like potentially a Mr. and Mrs. Geller's um, in, uh, anniversary, yes. potentially, where um, Alec Baldwin takes many mental pictures. <laughs> he might. When might was champagne. But any, anyway, sorry. Carry on. When was your first taste of the nectar? Oh, I think probably straight out the womb. My <laughs> nana loves champagne. It's like her thing. She loves it. Does she? Yeah. Yeah. We talk about it a lot. She loves a bubble. We all love a bubble. Yeah. Are you ready for a bubble quiz? I think so. And it's really like, it sounds, it makes, it makes it sound like my family are well fancy. We're really not. Nana just loves, she just loves Nana champagne. loves the fizz. Ooh, a tugboat's going past. Right then, Katie, and you at home, if you want to take part in this <laughs> pop quiz. Irony. Get your pause button ready. Get your pen and paper. Oh, your iPhone notes section. Do your iPhone notes section, okay. Your iPhone notes, they're very modern. (laughs) Question one. What is Champagne named after? Uh, uh, The region in France. North. North of Paris, in fact. Correct. Yes. What can we credit Don Perignon with? Creating Champagne. Yes. Yes. Name three Champagne houses. I know this is going to be easy for you, Katie, but uh, use use at home. 
Dom Perignon, uh, Vauve, Clicquot, and Moe. Moe and... Moe and... I can't... Uh, Chandon? Yes! 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 Correct! Ugh. Which English Prime Minister was a huge fan? Churchill. Sorry, I need to be slower. Allowed for the pause. Soz. And when did Champagne see its highest sales? After the war. Correct. That is five is that out of five. It? Oh, my God. I think that's the highest <laughs> score I've ever got. Of course it is. You I succeed on a champagne-based quiz. I love a... Quiz. Oh, that is... Uh, I was so happy about that. But I do feel like I've learned a lot. One thing which you didn't mention that I know, because Ooh. I had it in a pub quiz once, Ooh. with our, our mutual friend Liam, and I think he got the answer to this, um, was what does brew mean mm. in the context of champagne? It means dry. Or just in alcohol, I think brew just means... Yeah, it does, it does. That indeed. is another thing. And that is what my mind went to when you said we were doing champagne. And we got that question right, because of Liam. So that's a little bit of bonus knowledge for you. Yes. Yes. Yes, champagne. Um, okay, so, I mean, we nearly finished these. Go to go to the offie? Yeah. Get ourselves another bottle? Get another bottle. It's important to do that. WKD? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're never, never going to fork out for actual champagne. Come on. No. 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 That was a fun one. I learned so much because I taught myself. Katie taught me nothing. Uh, if you liked it, show us, tell us, give us love, rate us, maybe five stars, and review us. We like a review. And you can follow us, like we said, on Twitter and Instagram, at Be More Cleverer, just to find out what other titting nonsense we get up to. If you've got something to say, ask us literally anything. Hello at bemorecleverer.com for any general inquiries, basically. <laughs> He's right, though. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.